now listening to the Seventh Rounders. Today we are presented by the song Body by Loud Luxury. So shout out John on that one. That, that's the song that gets them going in the nightclub. Mr. and Mrs. Clemens, I'm sorry to say your son does party quite often. And that's his song. So give it a listen if you're wondering really what gets John going on a weekend basis. Anyhow, you're live it. on Twitter at 7 podcast also on instagram at seventh rounders pod our latest episodes can easily be streamed on spotify and apple podcasts at seventh rounders podcast again that is the number seven followed by th rounders podcast how's everyone doing tonight i just want to say chad that was phenomenal john it's a good song i mean you can't hate yeah now that i'm recovered from just <clears throat> dying laughing at what Chad had to say there. It's a good song. And I'll be honest, the dancing shoes have never come off like over the last five years. I think they've stayed on pretty much every every hour, every minute, every second. Did you get I'm the dancing shoe? Did you get the dancing shoes from your mother or father? You know what? I made them myself. Wow. Wow. That's a that, that might, that's a bold this. statement. That's a bold you can't statement. Teach this. Uh, given no, against you know, you know they do great, they do great. I just, I'll be honest, I do better. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, let's move on then. Shout out, mom, dad, love you guys. Yeah. Thanks for the support. That, that's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. All right, Chad. What's uh, Bryce Harper just signed a huge deal. Um, you got some more info on that or what? Yeah. So it's thirteen years, three hundred thirty million dollars. So not quite as much per year as Machado but still a large hunk of cash. Um, big part of that was the no-trade clause that was implemented. Harper wants to be there the rest of his career. So, honestly, I don't know. Would have liked it more if he re-signed with the Nats, showed some loyalty, but I guess there's loyalty in, in that no-trade clause, so I applaud him there. Um, and it also came out today, he said next offseason, big time going to be recruiting Trout to come to Philly. Doubt that happens, but that would be very interesting. Uh, and then to wrap that up, I really like what Philly did, honestly. Even though um, Harper has struggled with consistency, McCutcheon, Harper, and Hoskins is legit. So I think Philly will be a team to be reckoned with this year. Yeah, for sure. What'd you think about him saying uh, he's going to bring a title back to D.C.? That that had me laughing a little bit, to be honest. But honest mistake, I think, on his end. You know, yeah, I agree. Just an honest mistake. Probably nervous speaking for the first time in front of the, the Philly crowd. But uh, I'll admit it, I've, probably, I've definitely had some blunders on here. So we all say things that, honestly, we don't realize at all. So no big deal there. He'll get over it. I yeah. think he's supposed to be in the lineup this Saturday or Sunday. It looked like it should be his first game uh, in a Phillies uniform. So I doubt he'll play much other than probably three or four spring training games. But he should be good, good to go for the regular season. Any insight on where he's going to hit this year? Are we thinking he's going to hit in the three hole? 
Yeah, I mean, McCutcheon is going to lead him or Cesar Hernandez, but I think Kutch's track record, and he's still got some of the wheels, so I think he leads off. Segura is just, you know, the prototypical two-hitter, so he's going to be there. And then it's really uh, Bryce and Hoskins, and I think Hoskins is going to wind up in the uh, cleanup spot. So I I see Bryce hitting third, and then they'll have the Franco and... uh, or probably Real Muto fifth, Franco sixth type deal. It's a really yeah. good lineup. Really good lineup. Yeah, I agree. Um, moving over to the Champions League. Absolute stunner um, on Tuesday. Real Madrid got smoked by Ajax 4-1. I even, I, I'm almost positive this game was uh, was played at Real Madrid too, which is just astonishing, honestly. They uh, won the Champions League last year, for those of you that don't know. And Ajax is on the up and coming team out of the out of Amsterdam. Um, they got a lot of young studs. They brought in some bets this year. I believe they won aggregate score five three. Um, so the way the Champions League works is uh, team plays a home and away, and then they take the aggregate score. Winner advances. Real Madrid was able to beat them uh, in Amsterdam two one, but then they lost. Uh, they lost four one today, which was which was insane. Um, Real Madrid's now dropped uh, two games to Barcelona and uh, this game to Ajax over the past month. So I'd expect their manager's probably out and a lot of changes coming. Cristiano Ronaldo really left that team in ruins uh, to some degree, which is kind of surprising because I thought they would just, you know, keep it going because they're a powerhouse. Uh, Just interesting development out of the Champions League. Um, Moving over to Kyler Murray, though. Guy is... He, he, I feel like he can't miss right now, dude. <clears throat> Kyler Murray has honestly, I, I am disgusted. Well, I'm not good for him being the potential number one overall pick. I just don't understand it. I mean, the Cardinals took Rosen last year. Obviously, took him high. He he had nothing to work with. I can't believe. It, I I mean, I'm pretty sure they're gonna take Murray and they're gonna trade Rosen, right? Like that's all. I've, that's all the buzz has been the past couple of days. So. Yeah, that's what it's looking like. I guess Kingsbury just wants his guy, and I I was just seeing a report that Rosen's trade value looks like it might only be a third round pick. Yeah. So Chad, why why wouldn't Miami take a shot trade for Rosen? That, that's uh, a team. That's a team or Washington maybe someone like that. They they could use a quarterback. The Giants I, could trade for him. So I, I want to say ago, though, I think Washington's in a win now mode though versus Miami's kind of rebuilding. So. I do see that more for Miami uh, than Washington. But go ahead, Chad. So two days ago, a guy from the Sun Sentinel actually tweeted saying, uh, Kyler is a lock at one. And then uh, they're looking to move Rosen for a mid-round third or fourth round pick. Mm-hmm. And up from what I read, Miami is not interested in Rosen. I, I like Rosen. I would take a chance on him. And my thing there is, listen, you give up a fourth round pick and he doesn't work out. You're if, if he's bad this year, you're going to be really bad and you'll be picking in the top three and you can get your choice of Tua or from or whatnot. And if he works out, then you have your quarterback for the future. So Dude, it, it does not make any sense to not if you need a quarterback to not trade a third or fourth round pick for Rosen. It, I mean, yeah. I don't think the guy's going to be very good personally. But that is a no-brainer. Because what if he is? I mean, he he, is, he has a ton of upside. I yeah. I don't think he's going to live up to it, but he has a ton of upside if he does 
Yeah, it's a bargain, you know? Dude, Miami, I hate... I think with a new coach, too, and I feel like he actually might enjoy playing in Miami because Rosen, I mean, he was in L.A., obviously, so it's, it feels similar, right? So I feel like, actually, yeah. I can see Rosen succeeding for the Dolphins. I, I could, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if something did wind up happening later in the next few weeks. Um, but from what I read, Miami loves Haskins, um, but it doesn't sound, they would have to trade up to the third pick, which is the Jets pick. And their Jets are looking to move out of that spot. Uh, so the only way Miami would get Haskins is if they moved up there because the Giants are set on Haskins at six. Um, but at the same time, I, I would I would take a risk on Rosen, and then if it doesn't work out, like I said, you have two next year. The other interesting side of this uh, related to Kyler Murray is a report today said he interviewed terribly. Uh, there was like six, five or six, uh, I don't know if they're GMs or front office guys from teams that he interviewed with, said he didn't come off as a leader, just didn't check the boxes from their, uh, their the interviews. And it said... Arizona's still locked in on them and love them. So it'd be interesting if Arizona wound up going a different direction at one, there's a chance Kyler could fall out of the top 10. Yeah. Dude, I, I hate teams that invest a high pick on a quarterback and then they trade him like one year after he's gotten a chance to play. Like give the dude a shot. Arizona was arguably had the worst roster in football this year. I just... That that stuff I don't get it. You basically just wasted an entire season for no reason. I I completely agree with you. The only thing is this is a completely different regime in there now. Yeah. And they're going to they're going to do it their way. And I've seen it with Miami goes through a head coach every other year, so I've seen it. I mean, Tannehill's been uh, a a staple there now 7 years, but I think that's an anomaly. I I think um one Rosen doesn't really fit Kingsbury, Kingsbury's scheme. And I don't think anyone loved the pick. I think I forget who was at Arizona last year, but that guy, the head coach at Arizona last year was in love with Rosen. And it didn't sound like he had the full support of the front office when they made that pick. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyways, moving on. Uh, to wait, 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 wait. Oh, I want to add one thing. DK Metcalf, Connor, me and you are big believers <laughs> in this kid. There Dude. are some people who are not Dave Cardillo hates him. I don't know why. Dude, I don't think a shuttle drill. Give me the guy over. Oh my god! I I understand the concern for maybe his route running. Uh, He's not that quick. I don't give a flying damn, dude. I (laughs) I bleep myself out, kind of. I was gonna. All right. So I don't care. That doesn't matter. This guy benched twenty seven, a two twenty five. He ran a four three three forty. He had like the highest broad jump or one of the highest broad jumps, vertical leaps, all that. I mean. Dude, if he can't play receiver, he could play like seven other positions. You could move him to defensive end, and I wouldn't even be worried. I mean, humor me this. Like, how many times did Calvin Johnson run like a clean, precise route? You know? He was just making plays because he was a Right. Dude, it's like with with a guy like him, it's going to be like backyard football. As long as he can catch the ball, it's going to be tough for a defender to to stop him. Question, did he? Did he have injury, uh, any injury history at Ole Miss? Yeah, he did. That's definitely his biggest concern. So yeah. doesn't that kind of throw out there the Kevin White comparisons? Nah, I wouldn't do that. Kevin no, White was like a freak of nature coming out. Eh. But at the same time, like, 
Kevin White looked terrible at the combine. Not terrible, but he like DK Metcalf showed out at the combine. He he just like built his stock. Kevin White was just all based on college footage. Because I'm almost positive he was still recovering from injury when he would get when he got drafted. Okay, I don't recall, but I, I see what you guys are saying. The 1.6 percent body fat is kind of funny. <laughs> like, yeah, quarter... I, I don't think that's possible. I think that's that's fake news. But <laughs> yeah, I know. there's no way. That's like, nice. I don't think you're able to like live under three percent. I'm pretty sure that's like <laughs> that's like fat. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying I'm right, but I I, I might be right. We'll have to get my we'll have to get my mother on the show. She's yeah. doctor. Yeah. She, she talk about it. Anyways, let's move on. Yeah, moving um, on to uh to other men with uh, low body fat percentages. The NBA National Basketball Association shout out Adam Silver. Uh, we're heating up, getting close <laughs> to the playoffs here, and um, LA Lakers are still a joke. Surprise, surprise. But uh, I have our updated standings in the Eastern Conference. We have Milwaukee at the one, Toronto at the two. Indiana, surprising to be at the three with Oladipo still out. Philadelphia at the four. Celtics still sitting at the five. Detroit at the six. Brooklyn at the seven. And Orlando at the eight with Charlotte and Miami looking in. And then the West is Warriors, Nuggets, Thunder, Trailblazers, Rockets, Jazz, Clippers at the seven, Spurs at the six. And then the the Kings and the Lakers on the outside looking in. Kings two games back. Or sorry, not two games back, three games back. Um, yeah, NBA. I the playoffs are starting to lock out. Chad, you still confident the uh, the Kings are going to get in or what? I'm I'm going to owe you five bucks, I think, because no shot the Lakers get in. Um, yeah, no shot the Lakers get in. Um, I'm concerned with. I mean. The Spurs had lost at one point six of seven, so that's why they're back in this kind of shuffle right now. I think they turn it around, and they will wind up as a seven, and I really think it's a battle with the Clippers, and I thought they would fall off big time after their trades at the deadline. They haven't. So at this point, I would say it's probably a 20 25% chance the Kings get in. Um, I don't know. It kills losing Bagley for two to three weeks. Bagley had been their best player since the new year. So I don't know. They had out of the break, they had um, the Nuggets, the Warriors, or two out of three nights, lost both of those close games, beat the Thunder, and then lost to the Bucks. So that's a tough four game stretch right there. Uh, I don't know their upcoming schedule. I just, I I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence, but. I'm not terribly disappointed. Uh, in regards to the rest of the NBA, I kind of have each conference split up into two groups. So in the East, I have the Bucks and the Raptors and everyone else. And then the West, I have the Warriors and then uh, essentially everyone else. I think the Warriors' <laughs> biggest competition are the Nuggets, Thunder, and Rockets. But I, I, there's a 100% chance the Warriors win the West. And that kind of leads me to my title contenders. And I, I think it's the Warriors, Bucks, and Raptors. I think the Bucks and Raptors would both give the Warriors a really good series. I'm 50-50 on the Bucks and Raptors of who will come out of the East. Uh, leaning Raptors, but I, I don't know. I mean, I think I think the Bucks and Raptors will give them a better series than the Nuggets 
or the Thunder or the Rockets will. Dude, I'll tell you what, I'm I'm excited to see the Nuggets in the playoffs, personally. That's a team that, you know, you don't get to watch that often that has a lot of um, exciting young players. But I completely agree to your point that it's going to be Toronto or Milwaukee. People forget what Kawhi Leonard did to that Warriors team before he got injured in that playoff game last year. The Spurs were up, I think, 26. Kawhi goes down because Zaza's like, hey, buddy. Let me fucking take it. Oh, wow. Sorry. My apology to the listeners. Let me take you out real quick. Let me step under your foot as you're coming down on your jump shot. That was that was a tough play. Kawhi goes out. Warriors come all the way back. Could have been a completely different playoffs. I would have loved to see KD lose that series. Oh, my gosh. That would have made me so happy. But I agree. Celtics, I I, I just I, I keep wanting to hold off hope. I hate the team to death, but I still... They're so good. I keep wanting to, you know, give them that that little uh, little extra bit of, of yeah, a little hip thrust, a little hip thrust, bit, you know, a little hip thrust, <laughs> extra bit of confidence. But they all they, they're bad. They're they're really reeling. Kyrie Irving reports are that he wants out or not wants out, but kind of alienated from the team. Go ahead. Is Gordon Hayward the worst contract in the NBA right now? No, Chandler Parsons is. You should look it up was his between the two of them. It's, Chandler, they're both bad. I don't know if Dude. Chandler Parsons has played in the last three years. Well, what on God's green earth happened to Gordon Hayward? Well, I mean, he's just completely lost it. It sucks to see, dude. He should have never left Utah. Dude, I was, saying, I was saying that from the day he left. Sucks. But honestly, imagine. It'd be, it's like the, the same thing that happened to IT. Imagine going from being an all-star to you're basically a role player on a good team. Mm-hmm. And it'd be different if... If you're winning and you're the one seed, it covers up a lot of this stuff. You know what I mean? Listen, I I agree. And just to hit on Gordon Hayward, although a similar comparison is Kevin Love was a perennial all-star, one of the six or seven best players, I, I personally think, in the NBA when he was with Minnesota. He goes to Cleveland. Is was obviously way better on Cleveland with LeBron than Gordon Hayward is now, but it's still similar in the sense that you get these guys that are on teams that they're the vocal point and, and can average 25, 26 points a game and be all-stars consistently, and there's going to be hype when they, they go to a, a big team like the Celtics or the Cavs with LeBron, and they just kind of they're very quiet. And I'm not in his uh, Hayward's case is way more severe than Kevin Love, but it's the similar kind of thing. And I you almost see it with uh, like Boogie Cousins. I mean, the superstar. Go ahead. The the thing about the NBA that really intrigues me is there's a certain batch of players that they can put up monster numbers and they can never win. And I I I legitimately don't understand it. I, yeah. I don't. I'd almost be willing to put Westbrook in that category at this point. Dude. He obviously wins enough to where he's better, but guys like Carl Anthony Towns, you Dude. have like Devin Booker, Carmelo, the the president, yeah. Carmelo. I was gonna say Carmelo is the friggin' king of that club, dude. He runs the show there. Um, so, you, would you guys say the Los Angeles Lakers are are they done or are they not done? What do you think? They're they're, they're burnt toast. Dude. That's all I'm gonna say on that. Burnt wow. Toast. I'll tell you what, though. If if this team makes the playoffs, it'll be one of LeBron's listen, better achievements. Listen, here's what I'm going to say. They stink. They're bad. They're a bad team. They're not yeah. good. They shouldn't be in the playoffs. They don't deserve to be. What's the but? 
But damn it, they're not done, dude. There's like 18 games left, something like that. They are not done, dude. Everyone's counting them out. I'm personally disgusted with their performance. LeBron's been embarrassing. Embarrassing what was up everyone. With, but dude, what was up with him not, throwing that off the backboard the other day? Did you see that? He just he's just poor right now. Pat Beverly ate his cookies last night, dude. <laughs> like literally just friggin' stuck his whole arm down there, ate all his cookies, dude. I don't know. I'm gonna say they're not done though. Would it be crazy if I if I said they're a contender in the West, dude? <laughs> yeah. At this That's point, yes. Yeah, no, they're not. But they're 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 not done. Here's the thing though. I would love to see that as a first round series. Warriors versus think? LeBron. Dude. They haven't played their best. What if they start playing their best basketball late in the year? They haven't peaked, obviously. Well, dude! You're I'm, in your own I'm, head, bro. I'm, ready, dude, I'm head. ready to name a contender, dude. You're in your own head. Get if, it together. Get a grip. In, if the Lakers somehow sneak in as the seven, dude, upset the two, then they make the run. If then they make the run. <laughs> okay, yeah, I agree. They'd have to get up to the seven. That's the only shot they have. They're not beating the Warriors in a first-round series. They might get swept. Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. All right. Well, I love your confidence in them, honestly. But uh, (laughs) Chad Chad wanted to to discuss a little rookie NBA action. This is one of the better rookie classes I can remember to start. I just want to start it off with that. Um, I think it's clear that at the top you have Luka, head and shoulders, but not as much of a lead on Trey Young as I had previously thought. Trey oh, Young, Trey Young has been proving something to me late in the season. That guy is—he's pretty filthy, and they've it's been winning games. Yeah, they've been winning games. Um, other than that, I I, I like Aiton. He's kind of quiet because he's in Phoenix. Um, you guys have any other thoughts on the four or five is a toss up? I think a little bit. See, I um. I'll get to Trey Young in a second because that's why I want to do this segment. But I this year I have Doncic, Young, Aiton, uh, Bagley, and then at five I kind of had the combo of Shea Gilgis Alexander and Landry Shamet. I love that combo in the uh, in LA. Uh, Gilgis Alexander has been great for LA all year, and then Shamet since he got traded over has been solid as well. But Trey Young, dude. I it would not surprise me at all if he is easily the best out of this rookie class. Easily. I mean, he he struggled. I'll admit it. He struggled early on in the year. But these last five or probably 10 games, he's up there with the Hardens of the world and, you know, uh, points per game, assists and whatnot. And you just think about, like, what Curry's done in his career and how consistent he's been. And just how the league's changing in such a, you know, a shooting league now. I think Trey Young fits it perfectly. And not to say Doncic isn't great because he is, but I, I don't know. I, I can see any guy in the top five being a multiple all-star player, but I think Trey Young's the type of guy that could win two or three MVP awards. Yeah, here's wow. the thing, though. Here, here's what I'll say in Doncic's defense is. Yes, Trey Young's quicker than him, but Doncic is six seven and can do everything Trey Young can do. He's not as good of a ball handler either. I'll give you that. He plays better defense. He's taller. He's a better finisher. 
can pass arguably as well. And he, I mean, the dude strokes. I just think Doncic, I mean, I declared him a top five NBA player ever already. So I'm riding with my oh, guy. Yeah. I'm riding with him. But I do agree. Trey Young's going to be a perennial all-star, I think, at one point. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Do I have the table now? Do I get to go? Yeah. yeah. With my well, vast fair. NBA knowledge. Um, I don't know if either of you said his name. I know Chad didn't. My number five for rookie of the year would be Kevin Knox. New York Knicks. Oh, yeah. A little something something for the Knicks fans to chew on, dude. Pretty good player. He's averaging 12-6 and 4.4 boards a game. Turned it on the second half of the year, so he's going to head into next year with some momentum. Um, If the Knicks are ever good again, I don't know. I might never see a winning Knicks season in my life again. (laughs) Uh, Number four, it's got to be Chad's boy, Marvin Bagley, whom he said will be better than Luka when it's all said and done, by the way. I just want to remind the viewers of Chad's take from a few weeks back. Um, yeah, I mean, 14 and 7. It's a good rookie season. Kings are exciting, yeah. Chad. You know I think that. I said that recently, too. Dude, yeah, and Coach I would Fox like to hit on that. Are exciting. Uh, yeah, and the other guy I'd like to hit on, since um, Bagley's been out, he's averaged uh, 17 and 10 as Harry Giles. So that's another name to keep an eye on. This is technically his rookie year. Another uh, guy out of Duke I really like as well. All right. Yeah. They're Kings are fun to watch, I agree. And Bagley's finally starting to turn it around, which is nice to see. Uh thing I wanted to say about the Knicks is don't sleep on Mitchell Robinson. He's he's get, he could be a problem in the league. I, I could see him being exactly like um Hassan Whiteside from Miami. He blocks shots. He can't really do much outside of the paint, but definitely a presence down there. Um uh, Obviously, though, the big thing – does anyone have anything left to say on the NBA before I move yeah, on? Yeah, I, I did four, five, and four. I didn't get to my top three. Oh, true, true, true. My apologies. Friggin' – don't even take my socks off, dude. <laughs> Jesus. Number three, DeAndre Ayton. Um, I don't know. He's averaging a double-double. That's all I got. I don't watch the Suns. They're pretty bad. I don't watch much NBA and definitely don't watch the Suns. Um, Shout out, Suns. They just beat the Bucks. Yeah, they did. So that's the, not the first time this season either. I did see that today. Um, Trey Young, number two. You guys touched on him a lot. I don't got much to say. You guys covered all that. But, I mean, the guy, he's playing really well lately, too. Fun to watch in college. Fun to watch in the pros. Kind of like Steph Curry, even though he got annoying. I hope Trey doesn't get annoying. Um, and then Luke is number one because he's friggin' young king, dude. The guy looks like a seven-year vet. Connor, you said it best a couple weeks back, too. I'm referencing you guys. I remember these things. Intuitive, intellectual, wise. Um, But, yeah, let's turn it over. What do we got? Babe, don't make a sound. 2 a.m. love, gotta keep it down. Don't wait around for a signal now. Give me some verb, I ain't talking now. You want to ride in the six? March Madness coming up. Most exciting time of the year for sports fans, March Madness, NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, start of MLB baseball. Doesn't get much better than that. Um, We're going to take the rest of the show here today to preview conference tournaments, March Madness preview, everything college basketball. We're not really going to get into too many of the mid-major conferences. I, I mean, no one really cares about those conferences until the teams actually get into the tournament, so... No offense to, to any supporters out there. Um, but we're going to recap a couple games from the weekend first. First game was Kentucky at Tennessee. 
I mean, this game literally looked identical to the previous matchup, except the sides were flipped. Tennessee blows out Kentucky by 19. John Calipari going nuts on the sidelines. I just, did anyone see this coming? I think yeah. he had a couple people predicting Tennessee would win, but not yeah. by 19. Not by 19. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I just wanted to say, yes, I was right. I believe Chad was also right. Connor said that Kentucky yep. was going to blow him out. Heinously wrong. Heinously wrong. You, Dude, you, you know our viewers, listeners, and apology. I caught myself. Can, can I say, I believe I also said that Tennessee fans should be excited because if I pick your team, you're going to yeah. lose. I think I also said that. So yeah. I hedged my bet. I hedged it. That, that though, that was a big game because it, it confirmed my belief that Tennessee is still an elite team. So um, the SEC's got three elite teams right now. Not afraid to say it. LSU's absolutely one of them. And I would also like had to- a, big, a big win in a trap game against Alabama. Well, that was that was impressive because they were down late, fought back on the road, and won that game. They're a good team. Oh yeah, we'll get we'll get to those boys from Tuscaloosa in a little bit here. I would like to add, um, John and I were both right in that prediction, but I still think Kentucky is the best team, not only in the SEC, but they are my national title pick. This is about a month and a half strong of that pick, and I'm sticking with it. And I just think think you know. It's a conference game. You're not going to win them all. So not terribly disappointed with that one. Um, I do want to say, I do want to say, could be a good loss in the long run for Kentucky. I feel like a lot of times teams that win the the tournament, this is honestly not based on data, anything. I want to let the listeners know that. But I feel like when a good team loses like pretty badly or to a bad team late in the season, they're able to, you know, turn it around. It's a good learning lesson for them. So I think it might be good for Kentucky in the long run. Kind of, you know, snap them back into shape. I agree more. Uh, let's move on to last night's game, Cuse and UVA. A little recap. Cuse was up two at the break, and they lost by about 40. So that's my <laughs> recap of that. Um, UVA was absolutely balling. I've never, let's be honest, UVA is the best shooting team in the country before that game. And they shot about uh, the best they have all year. So it's virtually impossible to win. I wasn't even mad that they lost. You know, they lose by five or ten. So be it. It's the number two team in the country. But this is the third rank. So Syracuse has played Duke, UNC, and Virginia now all in the last week and a half. Have been up at halftime and have completely shat sharded the bed in the second half. Like, (laughs) not even close. And, um... Dude, Kyle Guy, what was he, 8 for 10 last night, I think? I don't actually think I've ever seen Kyle Guy miss a shot in my life. (laughs) I can't recall a time when that happened. He was lights out last night. Absolutely wet from back there. him or Ty Jerome shot a three, I was like, that's in. Every single time. Didn't matter where from. He's like being in practice. Literally. And then you get in the game and you were Syracuse. So I don't want to talk about that anymore just because it was in Syracuse, so it was probably snowing. I should look at the weather from that one. Um, I feel bad, you know, someone probably paid a good price for those tickets and shows up after a three hour drive from snow and he gets to listen to people praying as he locks up that God forsaken hill. And then you get in there and, and you lose by 90 and you walk back down and it's, it probably stops, stops snowing, but it's icy. So there's sign down the hill. Yo, when, when you're walking down that hill, it's night it's dark out. There is nothing more terrifying than finding yourself on top of a piece of black ice no dude i'll tell you what 
Rocky legitimately should have trained on those stairs going up to the carrier dome. There's got to be a billion of them. Dude, quick shout out to to one of our original sponsors, Black Ice, dude. Imagine, <laughs> honestly, at my age right now and, and just like how rickety my body is, dude. If I took be- the Black Ice and my body contorts in a way, I think my lower back would actually f- just fall off. So shout out to our sponsor, Black Ice. It's oh blue God. ice, but okay. Black ice, blue ice. It's all slippery. It's ice. Same shit, different day. It doesn't matter. All right. Last one that we wanted to review was Michigan at, or Michigan against Maryland. Michigan won by seven, 69. He he, 62. Um, I don't know. It's the Big Ten, so who cares? I think there's just a huge gap between, or from Michigan State and Michigan to the rest of the conference. So. Yeah, I, I want to say something about Maryland real quick. I had so many friends, I won't say names, bet on this team. They thought it was the lock of the day. I think Maryland was, like, maybe favored by a point at home. They got, they, they weren't really close in this game. And Maryland's just – I don't know what to think of. I also never watch a Maryland game. They're, they're horribly boring to watch. The whole Big Ten. If there's a Big Ten game on, I might turn on a cartoon instead. That's why I have NASCAR for my Sundays. Yeah, I I don't know. Here's the thing about Sundays and, and college hoops. So you have the Big Ten game and you have the Big East game. If Marquette is playing on Sunday afternoon, that is all I care about watching, dude. They're the most fun team to watch. They lost this weekend, though. They lost to Creighton. Marcus Howard pretty much was the only guy on Marquette that wanted to play. He's my pick for player of the year. And Marquette... Is gonna make a run in the tournament. They're gonna yeah. make a run in the tournament, dude. I wouldn't be. I, I wouldn't be even like feel bad about saying Marquette could be in the Final Four. Wow, they might. All right, let's slow dude, our roll here. But Marcus Howard, if he gets hot, I mean, they can beat literally anyone. That's so. what I'm saying. And he lives for the big game too. He's put up his best numbers, his best performances, biggest wins in those big games too. He's fun. They're fun. I'm telling you, if you don't watch Marquette on Sundays. Drink a couple mimosas. I'm looking at you, Chad, and, and, and flip on Fox Sports 1 for a little afternoon matinee action of the Big East. Usually it's Marquette. Big East games are fun, most of them, except when it's like DePaul and some crappy team at the bottom there. All uh, right, let's move honestly, on. Honestly, yeah, we're moving on to, to what, your, your titillations? We honestly, I my, want... Are we doing my titties before the conference preview? <laughs> now, I got uh, some breaking news. You I do. just informed Salvador Perez, all-star catcher for the Kansas City Royals, undergoing Tommy John, missing the full season. So that's big news. Big wow. news for fantasy baseball owners out there. Um, Salvador Perez has has elected to get Tommy John, and he is out for the year. We talk about boring teams. We talk about boring teams. Yep. My goddamn God, Salvador Perez is one of the most boring players in the MLB. And he as, might be as, one of the best catchers, though. As his former fantasy baseball owner, I want to take a quick moment and just say we wish him the best. And yeah. uh, we look forward to drafting him in two years. Um, He's a family man. Good guy. Good guy. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Do we want to, you know, get a little titillated right now? Or do we want to, you know, preview some conferences? I think Let's we get titillated. Be- yeah, uh, dude, I, I wanted to take this time. I want to say, AJ, working behind the scenes, we need a – we need some sort of intro, some sort of theme song for the titillation section. Give me that right now. 
I love that we say it. The the listeners can hear us asking. AJ's right now. He's in the lab. He's cooking. He's clicking buttons, dude. When's it going to come? Just When's he going to play it? What's going to come after I finish this sentence? Damn, son. Where'd you find this? I'm back. All right. Game number one. As the folks know, John is currently up 14 to 11. So John's rocking them D's right now. Connor's down at B's. But let's see what happens now. The first game. The first ranked team we've had in here. I'm up first, yeah, because I won again last week. Correct. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, loser. So we have Marquette at 23 and 6 at Seton Hall, 16 and 12. Oh, Marquette, my guys. I'm going to nail this one. Um, Marquette by, ready? Four. Give me Marquette by six. It's Marquette by two. And Clemens starts hot with a, with a head full of confidence, head full of steam. Connor's right. already flinched that he cannot go up on me. It will at least be tied at the very worst for me at the this end. Of this is the it's game boring. of the year, a huge one. Two ranked teams. We have Wyoming at six and twenty-three at San Jose State, who is four and twenty-nine. Woo! Pick them. I, I can't even. I don't even want to guess. It's a pick them. I was gonna say that, dude. Oh no. I'm gonna say um San Jose by one. It is Wyoming by one. Yeah, no! let's go. I, I wanted to say that. Damn it. Dude, I, I just didn't even want to guess a side on that one. That was just even down the line. All right. All right. Fresno State at twenty and eight on the road at San Diego State, who is nineteen and ten. Ooh, that's a good matchup, actually. Um, San Diego State by two. Give me a give me a pair for this one. Ding ding ding! San Diego State by two. Boys with another one. I mean, I, I've hit the nail on the head. I think that's one in each of the three. last three three times. Correct yeah. Correct All right. Wrong. You are correct. Incarnate Ward at six and twenty three. <laughs> Sounds like a prison at Houston Baptist, eleven and sixteen. What the hell? What's 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 the the penitentiary's record? Six and twenty-three. And it's eleven and what? Sixteen. Oh my gosh, dude. Um, I don't even remember who the eleven and sixteen team is. Like, get give me them by give me them by three and a half. All right, I'll go with the 11 and 16ers by six and a half. It's the 11 and 16ers by 13. Is Incarnate Ward that bad? Is the other team even accredited? Houston Baptist, dude. They have five more wins. No, no, no. (laughs) I literally thought they're 13 point dogs to a team with 11 (laughs) wins in, in March. Are you kidding me? Houston Baptist is favored by 13. Yeah, that makes no sense. (laughs) Why? No, I'm just saying. 
is are they playing at an accredited university? How are they 11 and 16 in March and 13 point favorites in any game? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How really, bad is the other team? It's I th- I'm pretty sure it's a Rochester City school. But, okay, dude, next we, one. Next one. We we should straight up do a live stream of watching that game. I'm invested at this point. I want to see how bad they are. I'm excited. Yeah. All right, what's the next one, dude? I'm I'm defeated right now. This is the last one. I'm up three one on the week. I think it's, <laughs> what is that on the year? Seventeen twelve. It's a All blowout. Right. It's getting ugly. U- USF at ele- eighteen and eleven. At Tulane, who is four and twenty-four. Oh my god. Say that again. Tulane's four and twenty-four. Who's the road team? South Florida, eighteen and eleven. At Tulane, four and twenty-four. We need to get Tulane in a matchup with Incarnate Ward. That'd be a good one. <laughs> Give me South Florida by it's Central 17. Florida. No, South Florida. Oh, South Florida. Give me South okay. Florida by 17. Okay. What's South Florida's record? 18 and 11. Dude. Yeah. How do you find these better. games, man? ESPN Plus, shout that out. I'm on I'm on service right now because I forgot to cancel my one week free trial. So I'll be watching. Um Give me South Florida by 20. South Florida by 8. What? I, I just absolutely shelled powers another week. 4-1. So you're, you're, telling me, you're telling me a team that's 11-16 playing a team that's 6-21 is favored by more than South Florida with 18 wins playing a team with 4 wins? How does that I make that any sense? How bad the other team is. Who did they beat six times? The I-dubs. I don't know. We're going to call them the I-dubs. The three schools? Listen, here's what we know. I'm up 18-12 on the year. Connor, you've got to figure it out, and you've got to figure it out fast. You could sweep me next week, and I would still be up. It's a throwaway week. I got fouls to give, dude. I got fouls to give. I, I want a recount of the votes next week. I want to see the the standing. I want to see these not picks. want to do that to I want to see these spreads after after the show's over. I don't believe it. Dad can tweet it out. He can tweet out the, the records, dude. I, Pull I want Connor, you don't want that. It's just going to make you more sad. All, All right. right. Let's move on. We're going to do a little conference tourney preview slash bubble watch. And we'll start out with the ACC. Um, the first team we'll talk about is a team that's been talked about quite frequently, and that is Syracuse. Um, I'm pretty sure. I don't want to speak for everyone, but I'm assuming we all have them in. Yeah, I also have Cusin. I was looking at the numbers. Um, 29th strength of schedule, that's that's looking good for them. They also have that win at number one Duke, which is arguably the best win in college basketball this year so far. Um, so I, I don't think there's a question that Cuse gets in, although they, they got to stop the losing streak um, pretty fast here and at least win a game in the ACC tournament. Quick game breaking news, Duke just won by one point against Wake Forest at the very end of the game. I saw it. It was insane. Yeah. What a hard-fought victory over the 11-18 Demon Deacons. Um, To wrap up on Syracuse, I agree with what Connor said. Another big win for them was on the road against Ohio State. At the time, Ohio State uh, was undefeated, ranked 15th in the country. So that's a big win. Uh, the, really the only way I see this getting close is if Syracuse loses on Saturday to Clemson and then loses in the first round of the ACC tournament. I think if they beat Clemson or win an ACC game, they'll be fine, comfortably in. So we'll see on that one. 
the second game or second game, second team we have up in the ACC is North Carolina State. Um, I personally have North Carolina State in. They have a 28th strength of schedule. Um, oh, sorry, not that's not North Carolina State. I'm looking at a different team, but um, they they've been ranked for a good majority of the year. Um, again, one of those teams that's kind of boring to watch. Like, not too much excitement there, but they're they're pretty solid. I could see them winning a a game at least in the uh, come March. Um, I don't see them doing much though. They're in though. I I, I got them in. Um, my up. I'm up. Yeah. Yeah. I got Q's in. I got NC State in. I hate that I'm putting NC State in because, well, I don't think they're very good. But they got 20 wins. Um, so I think those two are pretty pretty safe. The ACC always throws these teams in here with with similar backgrounds. I think Q's is actually going to make a little bit of noise in the ACC tournament. At least I hope so. Um, and then I think Clemson is out. They're out for me unless they unless they make a run. They're out. Um, I have NC State in as well, just because they're 20 and eight is solid compared to some of these other teams. Eight and eight in the ACC is 500. Most conferences will, will hurt you a little bit, but 500 in the ACC is solid. So I'm good with them. I disagree with John. The fact that I don't think Cuse will do much in the ACC tournament. Uh, I think there's better chance they make noise in the March Madness than the ACC tournament. And then I also have Clemson out, losing record in the ACC, and um, I don't know, not not many big wins. They're one in seven against ranked opponents this year, so I have them out. Yeah, yeah. Um, go ahead. You got it. Um, I was just gonna say I also have Clemson out. Um. You know, they're, they're about middle of the pack of the ACC. Don't have any really huge wins. Um, they're just, I also don't think they're going to win more than a game in the ACC tournament. Um, only way I think they really make it is if they make it to the semis, which I don't see happening. So I got them out. All right. So how many total we got? We, we all had two, yeah? Yeah. So um, just, just. Just to look at what the ACC is shaping out like right now, according to uh, Lenardi's latest uh, bracketology, he has uh, UVA in, Duke in, UNC in, Florida State, Virginia Tech, and Louisville all in comfortably. Um, the three teams we just talked about right on the bubble. So in total, he does have eight uh, ACC teams in. I also think there's going to be eight. Actually, we all think eight teams are going to make it. Um but let's let's turn our heads to the uh, ACC tournament that's coming up next week. It's going to be in John's backyard. Um, is it in Charlotte or is it in Greensboro? Charlotte, right? It is in Charlotte. Yeah, it's in Charlotte Spectrum Center. Always an exciting tournament. I'm really bummed out. It's not in the Barclays Center this year. Would have loved to go see it. Um, I think Duke's going to win it. I'm biased, <laughs> insanely biased. So I got them winning. Uh, Dark Horse. I wanted to say Virginia Tech, but I think they ended up dropping that game to Florida State tonight. Um, but if they get Justin Robinson back, I, I'm not positive on his injury update right now. But if they get him back, I got Virginia Tech as a dark horse to win it. Um, I have – so mine is all depending on Zion. I personally, I, I think Connor will disagree. Wait, Zion didn't play tonight, correct? No, that's no. correct. Okay. Yeah. 
I don't think he plays again until March Madness. I think they sit him the whole ACC tournament. Um, a lot of people disagree. One, I just think there's no need to play him. It really is irrelevant how they do in the ACC tournament, and there's just no reason to risk it. So because of that, I have UNC winning the ACC tournament. They've been playing really well, and if they can get that dub against uh, Duke this Saturday, I think that'll go a long way confidence-wise for the ACC tournament. And then my dark horse is no reason in particular. It's Louisville. I feel like we've ripped them a new asshole this whole year, so... Give me Louisville as the dark horse. I don't hate it. I, I really don't love it. But Yeah, so um, I agree completely with UNC. I was mad that you said that. I was hoping you go with someone else. I think UNC might be – they're in my top three for sure for title contenders right now. I think they're extremely legitimate. They're very uh, experienced too. You know, So they're, they're going to be an absolute force in March in both the ACC tournament and the big dance. And then my dark horse, Syracuse Orange. If they can get to the semifinals, I'll be really happy with that pick. I just feel like they turn it on when they need to turn it on. They you're, com- like, you're, you're confident they could play with UVA? Dude, yeah. No, uh, I mean, they play with them for a half. It depends where they land in the bracket, really. But honestly, I don't care because I'm picking them. They can beat UVA in the tournament. I don't know about the ACC tournament, though. March Madness, they throw Dude, back they turn to it on when they got it turn on. Yeah. yeah. Malachi went Zeke mode and destroyed them. All right, let's move on. SEC, we have four bubble teams. I'll start. Um, I have Auburn in. I think we'll all have Auburn in. It's They're kind of a bubble team, but. Yeah, we don't, we don't really have to talk about Auburn. They're, they're, I think they're basically a lock. Ole Miss, I actually love Ole Miss. I think they're in. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, I got Ole Miss in. Uh, they've got some good wins. And, and well, here's the thing with Ole Miss. They're 19-10. and 10. They're 9-7 and seven in the conference. That's impressive, right? So I don't think they have much potential to make a lot of noise. I feel like they're probably around a 64 exit. Um, but they've won the games they've needed a win. Uh, they have a win against a, a number 11 Auburn team. And then the next day or the next uh, game they played was on the road. Mississippi State, who was ranked 14 at the time, they got a win there. So they got the big wins. Um, and then they ranked themselves. So I, I think they'll get in, but they won't make much noise. Yeah, I actually have Ole Miss out. Um, I mean, John alluded to the uh, the Auburn win. Auburn's no longer ranked. Uh, like we said, they're a borderline bubble team. Um, I don't believe Mississippi State's ranked anymore either, um, although they are locked for the tournament. So I don't know how much the committee's going to you know, credit those wins. And Ole Miss has been kind of shaky down the stretch here. They've lost um, a few games lately. Now, they are up 12-6 early here on Kentucky. If they I, win this I, game, that changes everything. Oh, they, yeah. So by the time the, the listeners hear this, if Ole Miss has beaten Kentucky, they're in. But I want to say right now, as we're recording, I don't think they're going to make it. Um, All right. So the Florida. Other, yeah, I was oh. going to say, other interesting team is Florida. They're, they're in a similar boat as Ole Miss, but I, they don't have any good wins, uh, in my opinion. So I, I also have them out. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't know if they're going to do it. They I do agree. Have, they do have a win versus uh, LSU, though. 
I believe. That is their sole ranked win on the year. They're one in six against ranked teams, both in the AP and USA Today polls. Uh, nothing really stands out. I mean, nine and seven in conference is decent, uh, especially because SEC has been great this year. But, you know, 17 and 12 is is nothing special. If, if they were at the 20 win mark, I could make a better case. But at 17 and 12, I, I have them out. Yeah, I, I don't like Florida to make it at all. They, I was just looking down their schedule. There's no wins that stand out. Um, and I don't really want to talk about them because they're boring. So they did beat LSU, but that's all I got. And it was an overtime. These things happen. Let's talk about Alabama because I think they're going to get in. Yeah, I think team, Alabama can get in and actually make some noise in the in the run. I, I was, Avery Johnson gets me fired up, dude. Good coach. I was going to say a team I absolutely love is Alabama. Um, they they just play tough physical basketball. I just like it a lot. Um, yeah, you that, like that? I like physical basketball. I like yeah. I mean, I know you couldn't handle it because tickles you know, your girdle a little bit. You know, you, you wouldn't hit the weight room that often, so I know you, you weren't really for the banging and, and whatnot down in the paint. But uh, I like Bama, yeah. And they, they, I mean, they've lost to Tennessee by three. They have a win against Ole Miss. They have a win against Mississippi State. I mean, they lost to, to LSU, but, like, they, they have a couple good wins, and they've played the good teams tough. Um, their, their one bad loss is to Florida by 18, but I like Alabama getting in. They're also 17 and 12. So that, that, that's interesting, but they do have the, the 28th strength of schedule. So dude, Bama's got a guy by the name of John Petty who could take over a little bit in March and, and propel them where they need to go. He's got a wild head of hair on him. John Petty, look him up, Google image him. He's got quite the, uh, the head of hair. It's honestly Uh, impressive. I'm a little bit jealous. All right, let's move quickly to our predictions for the tournament. I have Kentucky winning the SEC tournament, and my sleeper is Ole Miss. Like I previously said, love Ole Miss. So those are my two picks. Yeah, I got – I uh, I also have Kentucky winning. I mean, LSU, I guess, doesn't count as a sleeper, so I won't go there. Um, so I'm going to take Alabama – I just they they I like how they match up with teams, um. I but I think that I think the SEC is one of those conferences where I can't really see a team outside of the top, you know, three teams, um, winning the tournament. Um, I'm gonna keep this short and sweet. I think Tennessee wins the SEC tournament because of their experience, and um, I don't think I don't think they're gonna make it the further than. Kentucky or LSU in the big dance, but I think they win the SEC tournament, and Bam is my dark horse for the reasons yeah. I already touched on. And then, ahead, yeah, baby. and then we also have uh, Mississippi State's going to be a lock to get in the tournament as well. They're not going to make any noise. I actually don't know anything about Mississippi State basketball this year. Was su- surprised, was shockingly surprised to see that they were ranked at, at one point. Yeah. All right, let's move on now to the Big 12. Texas, Oklahoma, and TCU are the three teams we'll be looking at. Starting with Texas... They are, I'm the most confident that they will not make it. 16 and 14 overall is horrific. Losing record in conference. The only thing that props them up is their, well, it's four ranked wins according to the USA Today poll, but they're, they're god awful. Um, I, I don't see how they can make it. 
Yeah, I mean, they have that win against Kansas, but at this point, how impressive of a win is, is beating Kansas, especially when Dude. Kansas plays on the road. They're bad. Like, that's been proven Dude, the, all year. The funny thing that you're saying right now, Kansas is getting absolutely pummeled by Oklahoma on the road right now. They're down 23-7 to early in that game. They're bad on the road. Like, they're, like they're very, bad very bad. The fact they're still ranked 13 as high as that, like, as high as 13 is sickening. They're not that good. They're really they not. They do have not. a win against Tennessee, though. Early. Or yeah. Real early. Real early. early. But yeah, I believe I have, that was, they still had Azabuki at the time, too. He's not there anymore. They did, yeah. Um, but yeah, going off Chad's point, I, I agree with him. Texas is out. Um, Kerwin, Kerwin Roach is also hurt right now. I, I think he's expected, or he's not even hurt. Sorry, he got suspended for violating team rules, I believe. So I think he's out. He was one of their best players, maybe their best player. Um, they're, they're toast. Absolutely toast. Um, yeah, so Texas, Oklahoma, TCU, I got all three of them out. I think the Big 12 is just going to get their uh, – they're going to get their five in with Tech, Kansas State, Kansas, Baylor, and Iowa State. I don't think any of those teams are particularly good other than Texas Tech, who I think is going to make a Elite Eight run. But Texas, Oklahoma, and TCU are just so underwhelming. None yeah. Of them, none of them have a well, winning conference record. Oklahoma, even if they beat Kansas tonight to make it to nine, 19 and 11 – that's not a bad record, but they'd be still 7-10 and 10 in conference. If you lose double-digit conference games, get the hell out of my face. You don't deserve to be in the tournament. I'm going to, for Powers and I, I'll just group them together, Oklahoma and TCU, both with six wins in conference. I don't even know how you can consider them. So I'm not, I'm not going to even talk about them. Neither of them have significant wins against ranked teams, so they're definitely both out. Yes, yeah, see, I have TCU and Oklahoma in, actually. Um Lenardi also has um, both teams, and he has TCU as a 12 right now, and he has Oklahoma as a 10. Oklahoma beats ends up beating Kansas tonight. That's another big win. They also have the 10th overall strength of schedule, which is, um, I think, something that the tournament committee takes into account pretty significantly, um, as we've seen over the past years. But I agree. I mean, do I really care if these teams get in? Big 12 is so underwhelming this year. You can usually expect Kansas to challenge for, for a title, but they don't have a single team this year where I'd be willing to put a single penny on winning the national title. All right. Um, and then we'll go on to picks for a conference tourney. I have Kansas State winning it, and my sleeper is Iowa State. Wow. I got I got uh, Iowa State's my sleeper, too, because I've watched that team get really hot from three, and if they do that in the tournament, they could be very dangerous. Uh, but I got Texas Tech winning because I think they're the easy, clear best team in that conference. Boys, 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 boys. I'm a, I'm a big history guy. I love history. If you say Kansas, I'm going to punch you in the face. You look back oh, last God. year. You look back two years ago, three years ago. The last 14 seasons, Kansas has won the Big 12. And yes, I know it's the regular season Big 12. They're not going to win that this year, so it, it, the streak's over. But they're going to win the conference tournament. Roll Jayhawk, Rock Chalk Jayhawk, go Bill Self. Kansas is going to win. I, I'm not even going to give you a sleeper because I'm locking that in. All right, let's move on then. Big Ten, another god boring or no? Yeah, Big Ten. So another terribly boring conference. 
We're going to be looking at Iowa, Ohio State, Minnesota, and Indiana. We'll start out with Iowa. Not really sure why they're on the bubble. Um, I have them comfortably in. Um, I don't know, but what do I you guys think? I think we all do. Yeah, we don't I mean, need to talk about them much. They're, they're definitely okay. in. Yeah, they're was was they've been ranked I, most of the year. So yeah, I was a good team. They're always a good team. I, with that being said, I also think they're a big candidate to get knocked out round of 64. Absolutely. Um, next team up is Ohio State. They are 8 and 10 in conference, 18 and 11 overall, and 1 and 7 against ranked teams this year. I have them out. Uh, their best player, Caleb Wesson, is currently suspended, and they finished the year with. Uh, they've had a bunch of ranked teams in a row, and I don't see them winning another game until the conference tournament, so I have them out. Yeah, I think they're out, like, pretty far out at this point. They Ohio State is such an underwhelming team to me. Lenardi does have them as a 10 seed, but like Oklahoma, I, I disagree. I don't think either of those teams make it. John, what do you have? Uh, I got Indiana out pretty quickly because they're just they're 500. They have two big wins against Michigan State, but I don't think that's going to be enough at the end of the day. Um, Ohio State I have out as well. Like you said, one and seven against the top 25. There's they're not a very good team. I don't think they have the resume to get in there. Now Minnesota's interesting because right very now I have them as my first. I have them right now as my first team out. They're my first team out, but they are currently up nine on Purdue. They're currently up seven on Purdue with 11 to play. Purdue's ranked 11. If Minnesota wins that game, they're in. They're in, and then I got to make a change later. I, I, I have, have them in already, yeah. I think they're They're my they're first team solid. out, but I tell you what, if they beat Purdue right now, if they beat Purdue tonight, they're in for me. I, um, I have Minnesota in. Uh, three wins against ranked teams are big. Eight and ten in... Uh, conference leaves a little to be desired, but I can work with that. Uh, the big thing for them is they're two and eight on the road this year, which is something I've actually looked at a lot when I've been looking at these teams is their road record. I think that's a kind of a, for me, at least the place where I start just to see away from, cause playing at home is completely different. It's going to feel like a road game in March madness and even your conference tournaments. So that two and eight on the road is very concerning for me. I want to clarify, though, road is a little bit different than neutral court. I mean, there, there are teams you're going to come up against in March, the, the powerhouses, where it is going to feel like a road game. But, I mean, imagine Minnesota is a big underdog. That, that crowd, they always root for underdogs most of the time. So. No, I, I agree. I hear what you're saying. But I feel like a neutral site March Madness game is going to feel more like an away game than it is a home game. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, that's that's I mean, you can't argue that. Um, and then powers, you said you have Minnesota in, and then I, I think do. we all have Indiana out. So, yeah. my yeah. pick for the Big Ten tournament is Michigan State, and that's a team we've talked about a lot these last few weeks. Uh, I don't see them doing anything in uh the big dance, but I, I think they comfortably win the Big Ten tournament. I just don't feel like the competition is you know that overwhelming and then my sleeper which um i don't know if it's really a sleeper but i have iowa yeah i have uh i actually have michigan winning the uh the big 10 tournament john Belon has proven year after year that he's one of the best tournament coaches both big 10 tournament and 
um, March Madness. Uh, so I believe they're going to win. My dark horse isn't really a dark horse, but I think Purdue has a good shot of of winning the tournament as well. Um, again, I hate all of the teams below like Michigan and Michigan State in the Big Ten. I, I really don't like those teams either. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to take Michigan State to win the, the Big Ten tournament because I think they're the best team. Simple as that. And then my sleeper, I guess, would also kind of by default have to be Iowa. Because, I don't know, they're solid. I feel like they could show up on any night, but they could also be so flat, go out quick. All right, Pac-12 is up next, and they don't have a team that's even a lock. So we talked about it last week. That's an absolute dumpster fire. It's literally like Dundee and anything. So we'll start out with Washington. They're a 20-plus win team. I have them comfortably in. Um, but just, uh, I don't know. There's not much to say about them. Here, yeah. Here's what I, you got it. You want it? I know we're both. No, yeah. You know, you hate the pac 12. I hate the pac 12. You seem passionate. So oh, I'm passionate, dude. I'm going to be so friggin' pissed if Washington doesn't win this. They're the only team that even has a whiff of a deserving argument to get an NCAA tournament. I'm praying they win the pac 12 tournament. And I am praying that Arizona state goes out first round. Second round, whatever, if they get a buy, I don't know. I don't care. I want them out early because I don't want them in the tournament. I do have them in right now, but I would love to cross that off because I hate the Pac-12, dude. Dude, I mean, oh, my. I don't even know what to say about the Pac-12. There's not one team in that in that conference where you could tell me they could, they could, they could win, that they have a 50% chance to win a tournament game. Well, I it, Washington, they could play a 16 seed. I think the spread would be like eight. Dude, Washington just lost to Cal. Cal had won in like four and a half years. They literally are the worst team, maybe the worst Power Five team they just lost to. Them. I mean, that's tough. They're bad. I, I hate the Pac-12. I, there hasn't been really a time at post-USC football glory days where the Pac-12 has been – a contender. There was one year where University of Arizona, I believe, made the final four with Derek Williams. Not a single other time where I was like, ooh, Pac-12, they got a good team in any sport. They had Oregon in the final four a few years ago. Oh, that's true. I should talk about Oregon football as well. But no, I, I'm no, 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 no. Well, Oregon football has been good lately, as of late, um, with Marcus Mariota. Oregon basketball had one year. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Forgettable, uh, though, clearly. Yeah. So I have, I have, <laughs> fuck right. Uh, I have Washington and Arizona State and don't know why I dropped the F-bomb. It just, I got fired up. Roll uh, off the tongue. Yeah, I have Arizona State in, but uh, five and five away from home is terrible, especially when they're in a terrible, terrible conference. <laughs> Shout out Charles Barkley. Um, so I have them both in, unfortunately, but they're both going to be first weekend dropouts so i yeah, have I've, i have washington in um 21 and 5 there and i want to shout out isaiah carter rochester guy 585 for life he's doing his thing out there i have arizona state out right now they're 18 and 8 62nd in strength of schedule and again they play in the freaking pac 12 and they're 9 and 3 in conference i i hate it i i hate everything about it 
the Pac-12 just reeks of just mediocrity. So for the Pac-12 tournament, my winner is Washington, and my sleeper is who cares? What about you guys? Uh, my winner is Arizona Same. State, and my sleepers, who cares? You're Dude, literally, right. that is the worst thing I could have heard. I'm going <laughs> to smack you across the mouth. I know. You've already done that before. I hope Arizona State loses by 100 to Cal in the first round. Uh, all right. We need it, dude. All right. The American. Let's do, a rapid, let's do a little rapid fire segment for these last two. All okay. right. What do you say? Little all American, right. little Big East. Off the, off the cuff. <clears throat> so for the American, the, the two in question are UCF and Temple. And I think we're unanimous. Correct me if I'm wrong. What do you guys think? Chad, UCF, Temple, are they both in? All right, I'll go extra rapid fire. I have UCF with big taco fall in. I have Temple in. I have Cincy winning the American and Wichita State as the sleeper. I love all of that you just said right there. That was I got I got UCF in the ranked 25th right now. I got Temple in, and I have Temple winning the tournament, and they're my sleeper. That's three and one. That's a freaking hat trick. I love it. You guys are on. The American is so fun, dude. They're fun. Yeah. I got UCF in. I got Temple in. I got Houston winning the tournament, and I got Temple as my sleeper. And yeah, I love it. All right, the Americans a fun, a fun little tournament. Yes, sir. Big East rapid fire. Uh, five teams we're looking at: St. John's, Seton Hall, Georgetown, Creighton, and Xavier. I have St. John's in. I have the rest of them: Sia, and I have Nova winning the tournament, and St. John's as the sleeper. Yeah, I also have St. John's in, only team getting in off the bubble from that conference. They have two big wins against Marquette. Um, John John convinced me before the show. I actually had Seton Hall in first, but he convinced me. I want to shout out Georgetown, though. I think they're on the come up. I love Mac McClung. Um, and then I have Marquette winning the conference tournament, and I have St. John's in my sleeper as well. All right, I have uh, – I'm making this change right now. I'm officially going on the record. I had Seton all in before, taking them out, putting Minnesota, the Big Ten in. You just saw that happen live. Quick on my toes. Rapid fire biggies. St. John's is in. They got some quality wins against good teams. They beat Marquette twice, I'm pretty sure. Um, Seton Hall, see ya. Georgetown, see ya. Creighton, Xavier. I don't know why you're even in the discussion. Get out of my face. Um, the winner of that tournament, Marquette, they're making a run. As I mentioned, Final Four, Marquette, they're winning the Big East tournament. Um, and the sleeper there, St. John's. They beat them before. They can do it again. Why not? Yeah, why not? All right. Um, yeah, and that's that's it. We're, I'm excited to watch the tournaments coming up. Um, we'll obviously get a little more in-depth preview for March Madness after all that BS is wrapped up. Shout out the uh, the uh, Ace Sun for starting their conference tournament last night. I love a little early mid-major conference tourney action. Um, and I anyone... do need to say, I do need to say one thing. Because I got to keep this train rolling for the St. Bonaventure Bonnies, dude. They've improved to 6-0 since I started talking about them. They're unbelievable right now. They've turned into a per, the perennial powerhouse of the A-10 that they are, dude. Um, their next game, they got St. Louis at home. Looking to, looking to close out the season strong. They're going to do it. They're going to run the table with me. I lied. They got Davidson tomorrow. Ha! They're going to win both. Why not? The bodies get me fired up. I love it. Any last words? Um, I will go quick. I just want to shout out the Ohio State Buckeyes and their performance in the combine. Uh, they released kind of their all their all combine team. Uh, 
quarterback of the combine, Haskins. One of one of the two running backs listed was Mike Weber, and then they also had two of the top three wide receivers listed, Paris Campbell and Terry McLaurin. So the Buckeyes doing work as always. So shout out them. Yeah, I want to shout out Jack White quickly. Guy was over twenty eight from three at one point this year recently within the last before this weekend actually (laughs) I can't believe he's still on the court what is coach K doing he's got dementia maybe but uh anyways Jack White hit his last five um through halfway of the weight game and I just want to shout him out I don't know if this is coming off as a double last call after my St. Bonaventure speech but I just want to shout out we're gonna step out of sports I think Bradley Cooper is the most talented person in Hollywood dude I think he can play any role of a movie, and he can sing. He's dedicated. He is so goddamn good-looking, it's frightening. He's handsome. I, He's sexy. Just him. say it. All right. He is fucking sexy. Shout out on a tangent. AJ, give us some sound effects. We love you guys, and we'll we see you. We out. Shout out to me. Thank you for listening. Production by AJ Bradbury.